Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Friday. God, we made it through another week. Thank you. Thank you for listening, reading, writing, watching all the great things that we've done. Hey, we have a TV special we did last night on Real America's Voice. It is called The War on Black America. Five amazing guests, people that you will not forget. They had a riveting debate about what black Americans on the streets in real America want versus what the elitists in Washington and city halls are talking about. There's a disconnect. People are crying for help in the black communities of America and the African-American communities. And guess what? Their pleas are not being listened to. Instead, Washington, City Hall, school boards are talking about things that actually people in these neighborhoods and these cities and these communities are rejecting outright. Well, that special can be watched. If you go to our Rumble page, the Just the News Rumble page, you can watch the whole hour special. What a great cast. The former police chief in Detroit, uh, the great civil rights icon, Bob Woodson, the former secretary of state for the great state of Ohio, Ken Blackwell, my good friend Alfredo Ortiz from Small Business Group, Job Creators Network, they all shared some incredible wisdom. Remember the nodding lady? She's an amazing figure, a mom, an immigration lawyer. She was a woman that was nodding in affirmation when President Trump gave a speech down in Florida, became an internet sensation. Well, she's so much more than that. She's now running for mayor of Miami. She was with us. An incredible group, an incredible set of guests. It is worth 50 minutes of your time to watch this. Brilliant ideas, honest conversation, lots of facts and figures, not spin, so that you can make up your own mind about what is going on in our urban centers, what the African-American community of this great country needs and wants, and what Washington is not giving it. Great special. Check it out. All right. Today, we've got two special guests, two of my favorite friends. I've known them for a long time. One as a great journalist, Joe Curl. The other as a very important political strategist and communications directors for campaigns, including President Trump's 2016 and 2020 campaign. Jason Miller is also joining us. We're going to go big tech today. Yeah, I know. You get the, you get shiver up your smile like, ah, I don't like those guys in Silicon Valley. Well, guess what? Joe Curl and... Jason Miller are giving us alternatives. Joe Curl has just started a competitor to the Drudge Report. I know a lot of people I know, frustrated, angry, disappointed. 
the Drudge Report isn't current enough, it's not fast enough, it's not covering the issues that it used to cover. Well, Joe Curl has created offthepress.com. I'm a huge fan of this. Go check it out. Joe, one of the greatest journalists I ever worked with in my career, he's joining us. We're going to have him on. And then we're going to talk to Jason Miller. Yes, it's only been three and a half weeks since Getter started as a social media platform. And guess what? It's got almost 2 million followers already. It is growing fast. Jason's here to tell us what's been going on. Why is this platform not only catching on in America in a big way, but also all across the world, including in Brazil and the Dominican Republic and Europe and Asia? Isn't that amazing? People craving American-style free speech, going to a free speech platform to see what it looks like because Twitter and Facebook and Big Tech and Google have completely twisted the notion of free speech in America. So an alternative has risen. There are several of them, Getter, CloudHub, Parler, all very important. And my favorite for video, Rumble. Rumble's a great platform for television. It's a great alternative to YouTube and their censors. Uh, well, Jason Miller is going to talk about the whole ecosystem. We'll talk a little politics, too, because you can't have Jason on the show without talking politics. With Joe, we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the news media. I know how down you are on it. I am down on it, too. I hope you like what we do at Just the News. But Joe and I are going to talk about the state of our profession as well. All right, let's go take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Joe Curl, followed by Jason Miller, two good friends, two big thinkers, two people, trying to protect free speech in an era where censorship and cancel culture have become all too common. We're going to talk to him right after this. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest. I'll say this. I've been blessed to work with some amazing journalists in my career, people who broke big stories, had a big impact. But I will tell you, I, I've never worked with anyone quite like this next guest. Joe Curl is absolutely one of the best journalists I've ever had the pleasure of working alongside of. He has the ability to put things into context. He brings history. He brings scoopiness. He does great interviews. And now... He's given the country something we've probably longed for a long time, a alternative to the Drudge Report. Joining us right now is my good friend and the great journalist, Joe Curl, the new editor-in-chief, and if you haven't checked it out, you better go there now, of offthepress.com. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Don. Your, your, your listeners can't, uh, can't see it, but I'm, I'm blessing bright red right now for your time <laughs> Thank you. Well, you've earned that. Um, your, your career has been nothing but journalism excellence from start to finish, and now... An incredible moment. We're now four or five days into off the press. 
and uh, people are talking about it. I've got a bookmark. I'm checking it 20 times a day and uh, it's flipping over. It's constantly got new lines. Every time you go there, you're going to get something new that didn't happen an hour or two ago. It's amazing. Tell us what inspired you to jump in and do this. Well, it was a couple of things. I mean, the, the, the main one is that, you know, the, the flood of, of news nowadays is just a, a fire hose, trying to find good stuff, trying to find uh, reasonable stuff, trying to find things that, that are actually factual, you know, but you've got these feeds now of everyone's getting Facebook stuff and Twitter feeds and, you know, nonstop flow of things. And it's hard to know what's good and what's not and, and you're missing things. And so the one big idea behind the, the, the genesis of this is like, well, what if we made a clearinghouse that you could go to and it would just have the 50 or 75 best stories out there of the day. And it can be anything, lots of politics, of course, but you know, all the things that everyone's talking about, viral videos and cultural things. And, you know, a lot of conservative ideas that are not getting out to the mainstream world or the rest of America. I mean, half of the people in America voted conservative last time and, and Republican for the last bunch of elections. And so they're having a really hard time getting past that, that mainstream media filter. So our idea was, hey, we'll collect all the news. We'll read the entire internet and bring you the, the very best of, of, of the best. And the second thing is that you and I have talked about a bunch of times, John, is that the Drudge Report, which was so fantastic. I worked there for four years and right. it, was, it was an incredible place. But the Drudge Report just has dropped the ball. He, he's, he's, he's gone full over on, you know, with Biden's support. And he's really not even editing and curating that page nearly as much as he used to. So that page remains the same kind of all day. And, and so we thought, well, let's jump in and, and let's have a really dynamic page. We've got three editors on. We're running it from six in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. And we've got overnight people watching things. So we're going to run this thing 24-7. And it's going to be super dynamic, 30 to 50 stories on every five hours. And then next editor comes on and does it again. So you really will want to check back, you know, five, 10, 20 times a day. Yeah, I'm already addicted. I'm doing it now. And you know, one of the things that you, you said that really is true Drudge at his heyday when you were there and all the other great editors that were there. If you missed two hours of the day, you could go back to Drudge and not miss a thing because you would have caught up in a few minutes by looking at the headline deck. And now you could go back and, you know, the world could have moved and and the headlines haven't changed. Some headlines are on there two and three days at a time. And we live in an era of currency. And, and uh, I, I've talked to many people who just simply don't check it out anymore. Um, you really have a news pulse on this site. It is moving. It's crackling. If you get up at seven in the morning, it's fresh. You look at it at noon, three, four, go to bed. It's fresh again. Uh, creating that currency is, I think, really been uh, one of the most dynamic things I saw in the first four days. The second part is the design. My, my wife said this to me yesterday uh, when I showed it to her when she got home. And she said, this is the Drudge Report if he had designed it in the 21st century. It's just so much cooler and easier to read, <laughs> and it's made for mobile. Talk a little bit about what you did to come up with the design. Well, that, again, I mean, I, like you, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a word guy, not a number guy, so I, I don't know a lot about that. But, but we did have a lot of input as it was being designed as to what we wanted to look like and, and how we needed a little more space between things. We needed it not to be, you know, Drudge's, Drudge has been smart and, and, you know, keyed in the 1998 code back in 1998 and it's and it's worked great for him and it's now an iconic sort of page but but yeah if you looked at it and said what could you do about that page to make it the 21st century page and make it even easier to use even easier to read and that's what all the things that our incredible um website designers did i mean they made it just a a beautiful page and i keep hearing that's one of the things i hear from almost everybody who's getting in touch with me about the page is just how good it looks how easy it is to read 
and how you know clear and flow flow there is to the page. So that was some incredible designers that put that together. Yeah, it really is, and and uh, it's made for mobile. I mean, we live on our mobile devices. I'm addicted to my phone because that's how I do my work, and I file stories on it. And uh, the design fits perfectly into that iPhone and Android phone screen, and is so simple to scroll up and down. It it really makes a mark. It, it it's just a, a very simple design that fits the quality of the journalism that it's displaying all day. When you uh, look out, you, you and I have been in this profession a long time, three, four decades now, uh, and you see your colleagues in the profession today, how has journalism changed and what can a site like offthepress.com do that maybe some of our colleagues have dropped the ball on in recent years? Well, you remember, John, just like, like I do. I mean, I remember there were days that, you know, I would write a single story in a day. Sometimes I'd go to the editor and say, you know, hey, look, this story is like, I need to do a little more work on it. It's probably right. going to take me two days. Now you've got journalists writing four, five, seven, ten stories a day, and they're turning them around. They're not doing a lot of reporting on some of those stories, but the flow has just, and then you've got, you know, this, this explosion of websites that are jumping into the news business, and, you know, the, the flow is just, is just nonstop. So there's way more news to kind of keep an eye on, and, there's, and, and, and again, the, the good thing is that, I mean, one of the bad things is obviously is that a lot of the explosion of journalism is on the left side. But the other side of that is that there's just so much more stuff, which means, you know, even conservatives have more things to, to read. But, yeah. you know, then you have to go to 50, 75, even 100 websites to find the kinds of stories that you really want to read. So our idea, again, is we'll do that for you. We'll bring it all together in one place. But, but you know, it's it's just this flow is is so heavy now that you really do need an editor on, you know, three times a day, five, six hours a day to be to really be scouring the internet and finding these good things. They're all over the place, but somebody's got to pull them all together. And that's, you know, that's the great thing about curation and aggregation is that you're not going on to one single site. You know, and there's plenty of good conservative sites out there. You're going on to all of them when you come to off the press. Yeah, so important. One stop shopping, and then you're armed for the water cooler, the dinner table, the boardroom, or uh, the meeting room. It's really a remarkable uh, achievement. And uh, now you've got an amazing deputy working with you, someone that I have read for years. Tell us a little bit about Paul Bedard. The great Paul Bedard. He's, um, he's been in journalism 38 years. He told me the other day, it's actually funny. He's the, um, he's the reporter. I took over the White House beat from way back in 1999. Isn't um, that amazing? He's, he's, yeah, he's been everywhere. I mean, he's, yeah. he's done great things and he did a he did a great column called Washington Whispers for oh, years yeah. and years. Must and read. News and World Report. Yeah, it was a total must read in Washington. The greatest inside stuff. And then he jumped over to the Washington Examiner, where he does a, a similar type column called uh, Washington Secrets. And he's just he's another one of those guys that's just got a great eye and ear for news. I mean, he knows like he his like like you and me, you know, our ears per, perk up when we hear something really interesting. And and he's just had that innate sense forever. So. Here's one little tidbit. He's like, boom, there's my story. There's my lead. And he's ready to go. So he's already just blowing it out of the water on, on this page. He's so he's so good at it. And uh, yeah, we're really we're really lucky to have him because I think, you know, with 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 the two of us, we're going to just crank it out every day. Yeah. And you are already. I mean, the proof is there. And then uh, everyone I've talked to in town is, is reading it already, which is such a big accomplishment when we're all so busy. Um I wonder, I thought about this. I ran into an old one of my colleagues at AP. And of course, one of the things I did in my AP career was to uh, expose some of the things that the FBI knew before 9-11. 
and uh, and uh, didn't act on it. Instead of the failure to connect the dots, which ultimately were confirmed. I did some early reporting on that, and I saw one of my colleagues the other day at a restaurant, and he said, you know what, John? I'm not sure you would have been able to do that today because you would have been censored out of the mainstream press because at that moment, everybody's saying we were sucker punching all. And I, I thought about it for a second thinking, oh my God, you know what? I wonder what would have happened if we had this moment of censorship we have now. How shocking is it to you to see Twitter, Facebook, uh, fact checkers, mainstream news organizations silencing voices that turn out to be accurate, you know, that turn out to have been, you know, whether it's the Wuhan lab or Joe Biden's laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop, the censorship move, when you got in the career, could you, when you first got in the career, would you ever imagine we would have got to a moment where legitimate factual no. stories would be censored? No, I, I never would have. And your example is, is a perfect one of the Wuhan lab. I mean, when that, when, 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 you know, all of a sudden this, this virus emerges and, and as John Stewart, the comedian said, it just happened to have the, the same name as the lab in Wuhan. The Wuhan coronavirus lab is what it's called. Right. And so, you know, he's, he's questioning like, well, maybe it came out of there. But then, you know, it, it was shocking to me that 12, 15 months ago, you couldn't say that. Twitter and, and Facebook decided that, no, you can't say, you can't, even, you can't even ask the question. You can't even ask, where did it come from? And let's get some proof. I mean, these are the Chinese. They're not going to be very forthright as they haven't been at all. But now suddenly, you know, it's 15 months later, just like you, you know, your friend with the with the FBI and, and 9-11. Yep. Now everybody's like, well, now it's OK again to ask that question. And that does I mean, that was alarming to me because I was like, why wasn't it OK 15 months ago? It was because, you know, the big tech guys and, and the mainstream media decided that this was bad for Biden. And, and, you, and you can't ask this question. They didn't like the fact that Trump had said, hey, maybe it came from there. They decided to just say it didn't come from there. But and that's and that's terrifying. But here's the other thing that's really remarkable about what's happening in the news media today. The news media, you know, left and right. And, and a long time ago, it, it used to not be so left and right. It's, it's really split. And it is. And, and the biases are clear now. Yeah. But but the but years ago, you know, it was a brethren. It's the fourth estate. We have a job to do, which is to like ask the powerful people questions and get answers on things. And so when. Any side of the, the left or the right, if, if, if they were ever messed with by any political force, especially someone like the president or the administration, or in this case now, big, big media, I mean, big tech, the other side would jump in and say, hey, you know, this is, this is freedom of the press. And it's not about our biases. It's about our right to be able to ask that. So the left would defend the right and the right would defend the left. What's been shocking about this latest time is the left is silent. I mean, the right being com completely censored. You're not even allowed to ask a question like, where did this virus come from? And the left is not saying a word about it. They're not saying, hey, we should be allowed to ask this question or they should be allowed to ask this question. That's what is striking to me is that there's no longer this brotherhood of we are all the media. There's now just, hey, we're, you know, we're going to squelch one side of the media and yeah. you're not allowed to really do anything. Awesome. And, and they're getting backed yeah. by big tech. And that means that they can really shut down our voices. Yeah, no, it is a remarkable moment in uh, a perilous moment for those who believe in the First Amendment, because uh, we're seeing yeah, examples exactly. day in and day out. We um, we have a real life story on our site today where uh, back a year ago or eight months ago, because we heard from real experts. I mean, these are people that have PhDs and we're at the top one percent of the uh, uh, vaccine research and, and uh, virus testing uh profession, we had some people saying, listen, we're not so sure that the instant tests are that accurate and they might be giving false positives. And man, we got banned on Facebook, on Twitter and everywhere. And then the <laughs> right. CDC yesterday announced, you know what? 
those instant tests really weren't that um, accurate. We're getting rid of them at the end of the year. Who comes back and gives us the eight months of traffic that we were denied or the readership, the facts that were <laughs> right. denied? It's a remarkable moment to see people being censored for things that turned out ultimately to be true. It's Well, and, and think about this. Yeah. And think about this, too. I mean, you've got the vaccines and, and you know, everybody is, you know, no one is anti-vax. Everyone says, hey, if this thing works, I'm taking it. Right. And, you know, but but the questions that came up about the vaccine was, the main one was, are we going to have to take boosters? Is right. it going to cover all the things? I mean, viruses like this, their only job is to morph and, and, and dodge everything and, and keep living. Try to survive, right? So, you yeah. know, now we're finding, yeah, now we're finding out suddenly like, hey, you know, this vaccine apparently doesn't work very well against Delta. And, you know, there are some articles, the CDC even said it the other day, um, that we're only a, a few mutations away from this. The vaccine is not covering anything. Wow. So, you know, but if you tried to ask that when the vaccines were coming out or, you know, I've got friends who've said, I'm not taking it. It's going to morph and it's not going to do me any good. Turns out they were right. But you, you're not allowed to say that. No, you're not. Now it's turning out that they were right. I mean, if it, if it morphs a couple more times, yep. these vaccines haven't done what we what we thought they were going to do. And we're back at square one. again. Start all over again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it is a scary thing. The, the squelching of, of uh, opinion, of questions, of, of facts. And um, it, that's why what you're doing at offthepress.com is so important. What's next over the next few weeks as you get your sea legs under? You've got a daily newsletter, right? You've put together. That's exciting. People can sign up for that at offthepress.com. What are some of the things you hope to achieve over the next several weeks as, as the site grows in audience and in content? Well, we're gearing up right now for, for 2022. I mean, you know, yeah. right now, luckily, Washington's about to shut down for good and they're all going to go home and Everybody gets a much needed break, but 2022, it's, it's begun already, obviously, but, but when everyone comes back from their summer vacations and kids are back in school, we'll be ready to go with 2022 and, and, you know, the, the push to, to 2024 after that. But, um, you know, we're just watching so many interesting things. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're watching the, the, the hard left move of the progressive wing of the, of the democratic party. I mean, you know, they've, They've, they've gotten a foot in the door after all these years. They have some powerful people there, and, and, they're, and they're actually making headway with Joe Biden. So, you know, you've got AOC and all the squad members, and, you've, and Bernie's got a bigger voice. Bernie Sanders has got oh, a bigger yeah. voice than he used to have. And so, you know, they're going to push that party left, 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 and, and Biden's willing to go along with them because he needs their support. So we're going to watch that. But then there's all the cultural touchstones, too, like, you know, the CRT stuff that's out there right, right. now, critical race theory. and transgender and sports and, you know, just this, this control that's, that's happening in so many different school districts. I mean, we're about to face this whole, and, and now it's back on. It was, it was sort of off because the vaccine's working and kids can go back to school and all that stuff, but everyone's going to be masked. And there's this whole kind of weird, you know, governmental kind of over extension in, into Americans' lives. And you know, that's, those are all the things we're interested in is, it's just, you know, how, how this government is trying to take control of so many different things. I mean, I saw a good thing the other day that the headline was COVID-1984, which I just thought was a perfect way to put it in <laughs> the idea that, you know, it was like, that's where we're kind of going. Yeah. I mean, we have this weird newspeak. And again, you know, part of newspeak is from, from George Orwell's great book is that you're not allowed to ask those questions. And, and again, you know, like you and me, I don't care what the answer is. I don't have a dog in this hunt. I don't care what the answer is. I want to ask the question yeah. and then I want to get the answer. But if the answer is not filled with facts, I'm going to go to another guy. He's going to give me his answer. And then I'm going to look to 
the facts there. And then that's what we want to try to do. We want to try to bring to people these, these different viewpoints and, and, and just facts. And then, you know, eventually, just like anything else, they're going to have to make up their own minds. And people have had to make up their minds about whether they're going to take this vaccine. They haven't had enough of the information of, and, and because you're not allowed to say it. I mean, they, we have all these breakthrough infections now and, and people that have, you know, that have been vaccinated, but they're getting the infection. We had all these kind of weird physical problems, blood clots and different things. And, but again, those were all kind of shut down in, in the yep. mainstream media. And they you couldn't ask the question. The even asking the question was considered to be ask. inappropriate. Right. Yeah. Right. Such and so that's, point. you know, that's, that's, that's one of the problems right now is that if they control the questions that you can ask, and by day it's, you know, the mainstream media and or big tech or whoever the, the, the powers that be. And again, most of the media is liberal. So, and they're going, they're bending over backwards for Joe Biden right now. So, you know, I saw a headline in the Associated Press today. Sorry, it's your, your old alma mater, but yeah. oh, they yeah. said that um, the economy has returned to pre-pandemic levels. And it's like, well, that's nice. But the headline is they expected it to grow 8.5%. It grew 6.5%. That's not a good number. It should have grown a lot more than that. But you've got the mainstream media constantly getting Joe Biden's back. And, yeah. you know, so it's, it's even weirder when you're not allowed to be able to ask a question. And that's all I think people are, are trying to defend, especially, you know, the, the First Amendment rights. People are like, you know, can we, can we not ask this question? Can we not put this out there? Right now, the answer is no from, from big tech. No, you cannot even speculate about where the, the coronavirus came from, whether it came from the lab or not. You can't even speculate about it. But, you know, again, frightening that 15 months later, it's like even, even Joe Biden and the Democrats are saying, well, let's, let's investigate. It. Let's find out. That should have been the answer 15 months ago. Let's find out. Let's find out where it came from. Yep. It is that lack of curiosity and that picking of sides is probably the single biggest thing that frustrates everyday honest people who just want to get facts and make up their own mind because both dynamics are, are corrupting the, the, the news flow. And that's what makes what you're doing at offthepress.com so important. Joe, we want to keep you on and get you on as a regular guest here because I think uh, your brand is amazing. Your journalism instincts and your Paul's and the others that you're going to have on the team are some of the best in the business ever. And uh, I know our listeners are going to want to stay in touch with what you're doing as it grows. But congratulations on a successful launch. And uh, we'll be touching base with you pretty soon. Sounds good, John. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have a great one. All right, folks. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, Jason Miller, we're going to talk to him right after this. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and ZPAC. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www 
twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twch.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special friend, an amazing friend to the First Amendment, to free speech, and now the president and CEO of the brand new social media platform, Getter. I'm using it. I love it. Joining us again is Jason Miller. Jason, welcome to the show. John, great to be with you. I had a really fun time being on with you the first time on the podcast. I had a lot of folks coming up to me and saying, hey, I heard you on John Solomon uh, on, oh, on his podcast. That's so so awesome. I don't know what, I don't know what your, your numbers are, but, uh, people coming up and telling me that they, they heard me on your show. I thought it was a pretty good time and vice versa. People were talking all day about it, uh, and all on social media. Uh, they love what you've done. And I think the approach that which you've taken from it, and that's such a big moment, you know, where uh, people on the right have been looking for opportunities to get the, the exercise of free speech without being censored. And you've, you've delivered a big one. Now it's been what, three and a half weeks, right? Three and a half weeks. We're just about to two million uh, users on the platform. Unbelievable. And here's one of the things that it's, if you had told me that we would have been at, uh, at two million followers for the first month, I would have said, "Wow, that is uh, that's really oh, that's special. a huge." Uh, and also, the, just the fact that it's about forty five percent domestic, fifty five percent international. That we would have President Jair Bolsonaro from Brazil on the platform. That we'd have the first lady of the Dominican Republic on the platform. That we'd Amazing. have, uh, you know, six, seven percent of our user base being in Japan. I mean, it, it's so exciting, and everyone's brought together by this common theme. They can't stand what big tech and big censorship has done. And hey, I, I know I mentioned this to you last time I was on, but it's kind of become one of my my refrains. If you're frustrated and ticked off that three guys in Silicon Valley are telling you what your free speech rights are, imagine if you're not even American. Imagine if you're around the world. Like, wait a minute. Why are these uh, these three liberal big tech guys sitting in Silicon Valley dictating what I'm allowed and not allowed to say? It is remarkable, and that's what people are seeing. I mean, and, and you know, and you look at the things that they censored six, eight months ago that are now becoming true, that were true at the time, right? But now there's acknowledgement that they were true, and you realize that they're they're not only protecting people, they're they're doing an extraordinary disservice to the American people by restraining the free flow of information on critical issues, COVID-19, their government, whatever it, it is. It's, uh, and that's why people have to rally around uh, uh, opportunities like Getter, get on there, move off these other platforms and exercise your free speech without some big tech guy looking over your shoulder. And you, you've nailed it with this. What has been the reaction as your community grows? I assume you get to see a lot of different parts of it. The, the international aspect of it is amazing. What are you learning from the user base about what they were looking for, why they made the leap and why more people are likely to come? I think one of the things just right off the top is people, this is actually making social media fun again. There were a lot of people who, quite frankly, quit Twitter, quit Facebook after President Trump got kicked off back in January. And their kind of their, their faith and their confidence in any of the social media platforms, especially, I mean, uh, John, I, I see what happens anytime I post on Twitter, anytime you post on Twitter, yeah. and just the, you know, the, the George Soros left-wing cesspool bots. Uh, go, you know, and, and it'll all be, it'll be like, you know, you know, Steve 24, uh, 22, 18, 75 exclamation point. That their name. Like, oh, that's a, that guy. You know, real, real, yeah. real particular. I, I guess there, you know, uh, I guess there's a lot of people, a lot of Steve's taking a, a, a very similar name. Um, but you see it, it's all, and it's just, it, every time I look, it's just, it's so negative and nasty. I actually wake up in the morning, like, you know what, let's see what cool person is joined Getter today. 
And I, I'm just continually amazed at, at people who, you know, uh, I maybe have never even met them or, you know, they're definitely you know, big dogs in their own circle or even just people who are like, hey, uh, I did follow President Trump on Facebook. Um, uh, then I kind of quit doing it. But now I see there's a new platform and I kind of like it. Uh, so that, that's been good. I think really kind of re- renewing some of that, uh, renewing some of that spirit. But the other thing, too, John, is so that's kind of the, the happy, the fun part. Um, people are mad. People are yeah. mad at what they, what's going on with the masks. They're mad at what's going on with the, the constantly shifting science uh, regarding uh, vaccinations. Uh, they're mad at the, the prospect of lockdown, lockdowns. And just so we're clear, I mean, we are headed for another stretch of lockdowns yeah. at this current pace, the way that we're seeing we're a lot of these. Tip in that way. Very, it'll be very uneven between blue states and red states. And just the fact now that you have people who now say, well, you know what, maybe I want to live in that, that state or this state because they have Republicans in charge and we can actually get life back to normal a little bit. That's kind of a messed up way of thinking. That's one thing you're like, hey, I like this part of the country or you know, my family's there. Uh, you know, I like the beach here. I like the mountains here, or the, you know, the big city here uh, or the country here. I get that. But to, uh, I've never in my life even thought, well, you know what, I'll live in this state versus that state because um, they have Republicans in charge. So they'll allow us to be free. Democrats are going to lock us down. People are mad, really mad about that. You know, I was on with a, a an ambassador from a foreign country about about six weeks ago, and we were talking. And he said he said something. For, uh, it, it has stuck in my head from the moment he said it. He said for years, my family, as I was growing up, saw American as the complete bastion of freedom, and now you only have pockets of freedom in America. What went on? And I thought, from an outsider looking in at America, to see that that we only have pockets of freedom, like Florida and Texas. Uh, what an amazing statement to to for someone who has looked up to America and no longer sees a complete country uh, celebrating and embracing and practicing freedom. Uh, I think uh, what you said and what that guy said, that just it marries right together. That's what the world is seeing. Now, one of the interesting uh, dynamics is that you oh, have... Can I, can I steal that? Uh, you, you should. Yeah, listen, yeah, that. you didn't have a trademark oh, on it. <laughs> I'm going to steal it. Okay, good. I'm yeah. going to steal it right when we're done. It's, it's, it's just amazing what he said. Pockets of freedom instead of an entire bastion of freedom. That really struck me. Um, when we, uh, the fact that uh, Brazil's president and the Dominican Republic's leader are on here, uh, it isn't just America that's craving this free speech. It, it's also other countries that used to look to America as it. Do you expect as this grows that other countries are going to start uh, thing? Have you seen any action, for instance, around Cuba? Yeah, uh, you know, and that's actually one of the things that actually had a, a meeting with my team is, I've, uh, you know, the, the brain's going 100 miles a minute. I'm trying to think of different things. And, you know, one of the things that uh, actually I thought of was I, I know the U.S. is working some creative uh, deals to have uh, to have Wi-Fi in parts of Cuba uh, with some of the, the air balloons and the Wi-Fi, um, you know, the, uh, the signal repeaters that they're doing over the island and ask my guys to figure out, can we geofence? those uh, repeater signals uh, that they're sending out there so we can get getter into people so they know that uh, the getter is an option for them. But I tell you, we, in the very first day when we launched, we did notice uh, a good amount of activity in Cuba, in Venezuela, and a couple of these other countries with with more of the, the socialist autocratic rule. And I want nothing more than be able to help bring freedom uh, to these folks by doing by showing them that there is this platform. That's part of the reason, uh, for example, we went with our, our quick sign-up process so then the, the governments of these countries can't then block emails coming in, uh, say, with their, their verification code. So they what can actually get idea. on there, your, your quick sign up. Um, and so we're, you know, uh, when I first sat down with the, the engineers and the, um, the funders for Getter, I said, what's kind of a long-term vision? They said, look, we want to bring 
democracy and freedom. Uh, we want to bring that light uh, to the darkness that's around the world. And uh, we can sit back and, and talk about kind of the, the old way of doing things, um, or we can go and say, here's how you're going to have access to freedom. And uh, we, we need it right here in the U.S. Uh, because, again, uh, if, if you're not going to get freedom here. You're not going to get anywhere else. But you know what? Let's hope we can help people around the world as well. Yeah, it's such an amazing thing. And, you know, you, you've been helping the public for years because you've always been communicating and as a communications director, strategist. But now through technology, you're actually expanding that opportunity to uh, the entire world so that they can get the same information that we in the press have always been lucky to get from you and others, practitioners like you. It's such an amazing thing. Did you ever imagine in your life that you would be a tech CEO, that that would be something on your on your uh, your bucket list or your resume as you as you went through all the things you've done in your incredible career? No, but if you, uh, and I'm still, uh, I don't know if I'm embracing that role yet, but if you ever see me wearing <laughs> a blazer and basketball shoes, then you know, um, th- then you'll know that I, then you know that I, turned, uh, you know, if, or if you see me uh, grow my beard out, like, uh, yep. like Jack Dorsey, you start to look like a pirate, then you know, you're there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All he's missing is a, all he's missing is a parrot on his shoulder. Um, oh God, you're uh, funny. But the fun thing is, uh, look, the, you have to have a bit of a, a contrarian, a bit of an anti-authoritarian, an anti-establishment uh, vibe to go and take something like this on. I mean, there are so many people who uh, are told, well, oh, you can't go and take on uh, these big tech companies because uh, otherwise, I don't know, you, you won't get a job with Google in the future. Well, guess what? You know, I'm not exactly pining to have some job with Google in the future. What I want to do is try to bring a really cool social media platform to everyone and make sure that someone like a John Solomon or Just the News is never, ever shadow banned or deplatformed or yeah. censored or told to go just go sit in a corner and shut up. That's that's I'm going to make sure that never happens. It is uh, it is refreshing to hear that. And there's so many people that, you know, from, sometimes it's high profile people. You think Tom Fitton's been off of Twitter for months now. And you go, how can that happen? A man who's brought so much transparency to our government, he gets kicked off. But there's also just everyday people who had a conversation about something, a fear they had over the uh, the uh, uh, the vaccine or a question they had about the vaccine. All of a sudden they find their their uh, account deplatformed. Uh, de- they're going, what the heck happened? And so. You're giving comfort to a lot, a lot of people, and it's just a remarkable uh, thing to, to, to watch the growth on the platform in such a short period of time. I want to flip the politics for a second, and we're going to come back together. But one, one, oh yeah, please, thing, uh, super quick thing on that. Sure. So uh, you know, and it's amazing. Here's the thing that uh, right now the passion, the energy is really kind of the, the right of center space. I mean, obviously we saw it happen to President Trump. We've seen it happen to so many of us. This goes so much broader. So, for example, uh, last night I was listening to, um, I do listen to a couple of the Barstool Sports podcasts. Yeah, they're fun, aren't they? Yeah. uh, With Big Cat PFT commenter. But I was, PFT has a a new show um, where um, I think they might uh, be taking advantage of some of uh, New York's uh, more liberal laws on some things because they they sound like they're having a good time. But they were talking, they opened up their show this week talking about how their previous show on yellow journalism had been taken down by YouTube. And they spent literally the first five Five, 10 minutes of their show this week talking about censorship and watch out. Now you're going to get canceled and they're joking around about it. But uh, these, it, this is something that's impacting people from every walk of life, every ideology. They're like, wait, are you allowed to say this? Are you going to get taken down? Are you going to get kicked off of YouTube? It's not just conservatives. It's not just right of center. Everybody is starting to rebel and push back on this. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. This is going to become more universal than left and right when we're done because 
we know the America that we've lived in for 246 years, and we don't like this version here. You, uh, I think you uh, put on a getter yesterday a really great meme about 1984 and where America fits in a, in a paradigm of all of the concerns of big government. And it's, you know, that one picture spoke volumes. You go, oh, my God, that, we are there. We're, we're at that moment. How'd that happen? When um, I want to flip the politics for a second, because you've been a keen observer and a keen practitioner of politics for a long time. Joe Biden was essentially hired, if you assume that he won the election, he was essentially hired to get COVID right. And now on his watch, more than 200,000 people have died. We're going back to mass. We're contemplating something that wasn't being contemplated in November during the election, mandatory vaccines, and the economy is missing every market possibly could because of the policies he, he's employed in the first few months. What do you think happens over the next four to five months to the Biden presidency? The thing he was most judged to be best to do He's really failing and flailing at. Do you see a reckoning coming very quickly for him? Not, not in the way that it should, uh, for the simple fact that he has big media and big, big tech yeah. behind him. And, and so, uh, look, you would think that in a, a, a rational universe, an Earth One, so to speak, use my uh, DC Marvel Comics uh, jargon, um, you would think that that that's what would happen. But no, they're they're going to protect him and coddle him. But you know, the other thing, John, just you know, to your to your point. It's not just uh, what Biden was doing, say, after he got elected. What was Biden doing for those months in his basement yeah. last summer, last fall? He wasn't campaigning. They're like, no, I'm having these COVID meetings. I'm figuring it out. I'm going to have uh, uh, Zeke Emanuel. I'm going to have all these smart people, uh, uh, you know, all the, the geniuses that worth me for the, uh, the N1H1 uh, or H1N1 or, or whatever it is that, that, that flu. Uh, they, they're around. They're going to help me. We're coming up with good plans. Uh, John was complete BS. They didn't do anything. No. And on top of it, they spent months going to this anti-vax rhetoric. Now they're trying to get everyone to take it. And they're wondering why everyone in the country is confused. Here's the thing. I feel like with uh, that there is going to be significant pushback, particularly at the state levels with some of these governors. Keep in mind, John, most of these governors are up for election in 2022, not 2024. Yep. So not only do I think Republicans win the House and the Senate back in 2022, but I think you're going to see that looking at Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan is going into draconian territory. You look yep. in some of these other states, there's going to be real trouble for these folks because people are pissed off and they're angry and they're realizing that, hey, um, you know, uh, if I run a, a small business, if I run a restaurant, uh, if I'm an hourly wage earner, I can't just sit in the basement and say, hey, I'll collect the, the salary and do Zoom calls. Zoom calls doesn't uh, finish the welding it project. Doesn't. Zoom calls uh, doesn't uh, uh, serve up uh, people at the bar. Uh, and uh, people are people are ticked off. And again, if there was some universally accepted, universally recognized uh, science and strategy behind what they were doing, then maybe it would be a different conversation. But when it's all over the map, when Fauci changes his opinion every five minutes, you know, sometimes it's no masks, sometimes it's worth three, four, maybe even five masks. <laughs> I, I've lost track. Yeah, I, I know it's I mean, hard to forget. Yeah. Do we just wear two masks at all time and just figure that's splitting the difference for what Fauci wants us to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. I mean, we're going to look back at this era. And, you know, the tragedy is millions of lives have been lost across the world and hundreds of thousands in the United States. And one of the things that's really clear, we didn't focus enough on therapeutics and ways to treat people who got the virus. Uh -huh. we, were, we were going all or broke. You know, Fauci only wanted the, uh, the a vaccine and, and some new gobbledygook. And we're going to come back and realize we could have treated a lot of people and we're going to regret that. But 
the comedy, if it, if it weren't so tragic, the consequences, the comedy of how our government has flip-flopped. Go on a cruise. Don't go on a cruise. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear two masks. It's all going to be out there. We're going to look back and realize it's why our founding fathers so distrusted big government, because you end so up. I want to just make a point. I mean, look, let's, let's just drill down on just the, the idiocy of this. Okay, so when they say we have to wear masks again, uh, right. why are they saying just one? I'm being dead serious. Yeah, no. Why aren't they saying, no, masks are back and you have to wear two? I'm, I'm being dead serious because Fauci, he moves the goalpost so often that you don't even know. I That's mean, right. is it, uh, wait, so is it, well, why did you tell us to wear two if we only have to wear one now? Is this like a, a you know, a yellow, orange, red, um, you know, type threshold where, you know, it's a good day out, so you'll have to wear one mask, bad days, you got to wear two. <laughs> it's, they're, nobody has any, con- and that's the thing. There's a crisis in confidence yeah. in the federal government's ability to manage this. And Joe Biden, uh, I think is a complete disaster as president. I think there's a uh, failure in confidence uh, in in his leadership with regard to this country. Uh, and it's concerning. And that's why you start to see things like crime spiking. You yep. start to see all these other things because people are mad and they're angry. They are. And also you see his poll ratings dipping and by, you know, double, double, uh, double digit numbers. Now he's down 14, 15 points from his high. People were sold a bill of goods that they had the magic potion for this and they haven't delivered. And now there comes a consequence. And even if the media, like you said, the media will protect them and the social media will protect them. Everyday Americans are so smart. They have figured out now that this ain't any better. And, uh, and meanwhile, the economy is going backwards, which with, at least with president Trump, you knew you had the economy in a good shape, even during the height of the crisis. So what a fascinating time. Jason, what's next for Getter? Where do you go over the next few months and what should people be looking for and how can people spread the word about Getter so that more and more people join this great community? Absolutely. Well, number one, uh, continual great updates. Just sat down with my engineering team. We're sending off to the Apple store for approval, the the next app upgrade wow. that will have notifications. I know that uh, I know the folks have been very patient. We want to kick it off early on July 4th, not a wait, wait around until it's perfect. So notifications uh, will be up hopefully within the next couple of days to the next week. A um, bunch more big names. Uh, they'll be joining the platform very shortly. A uh, bunch of other cool, we're going to start live streaming here very shortly. Uh, in fact, there will be some limited live stream abilities uh, that we'll have going here in a couple of days. Just a lot of cool features, products. It's at the Apple App Store. Um, it's at the Google Play Store. It's at getter.com, G-E-T-T-R.com. Join the community. Jump on, make an account, have some fun, connect with some friends, and I think you're really going to be pleased. Yeah, we yeah, listen, it's such good technology too. Sometimes things have an affinity cause, right? Uh, we want freedom, but then the technology's not there or the experience is not there. You guys have put a lot of thought into the customer experience. It is easy to use. And I think that's why people are flocking to it so quickly. It's really a remarkable thing, Jason. Congratulations. John, thank you so much. Keep up the good work. I'm glad to have you on Getter. I'm glad to have just the news on Getter. We're and proud continue to, to make there. sure that nobody ever tries to stifle your voice. We, uh, we really appreciate that, Jason. We're going to get you back on soon again because we want to keep on top of the explosive growth that you're achieving. Really, really congratulations. Thanks, John. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, 
committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. All right, folks, we've been broadcasting live today from the Freedom Phone Studios here in Washington. You know all about that. That's the phone that has been put into the marketplace by a young entrepreneur by the name of Eric Finman. It's designed to give you a phone that enhances your privacy and supports and embraces censorship-free apps. Not the apps that censor you like Twitter, but censorship-free apps like CloudHub, like Parler, like Getter, all the ones that you know about. They're very important. We all know the importance in embracing free speech and liberty in America at a time when some people aren't so fond of liberty, seem to be trying to restrain it. Eric Finman's phone is designed to celebrate freedom and to help you have free speech and enhance your privacy. It's worth a look. If you want to take advantage of our special offer that's being offered to all Just the News fans, all you got to do is go to freedomphone.com slash justnews. Let me give that to you one more time. Justthenews.com slash freedomphone. Real simple to remember. You can get a special offer, a discount only available to Just the News subscribers. Check it out. If you like the phone, if you like the principle, and you want to support this, concept well you know what you can do you can put some money down and when you do you'll be supporting our journalism as well as the important freedom phone work that's being done day in and day out all right folks that wraps it up for the day and for the week yes it's time to head into the weekend get some suntan lotion on flip on the shades get your shorts on go have some fun this week and enjoy your family your friends however you like to spend your time make it count this weekend We've been through so much in this country over the last 18 months with COVID and conflict and protests and hatred and vitriol. Isn't it great when you can just spend time with your friends and see what calmness looks like, what friendship looks like, what love looks like? Well, that's what weekends are for. Make this weekend count. I am with my great wife and son, and I hope you will too. Hey, before you go, I am a gigantic fan of Annie's Kids Clubs. I love what they do. You have an opportunity with your children, your grandchildren, your nephews and nieces, whatever it is, to spend some quality time making something with your hands. You know, forget the boob tube. Drop the games for a second. You know, get rid of the Game Boys and the Sony Playstations and all the stuff that people use today, the Xboxes. Well, I got our head too much into that. Do something with your hands and your brain. Help your children have a good time by taking a look at the great crafting and knitting ideas that uh, Innie's Kit Clubs have. They are an amazing company, an amazing benefactor, because a lot of times what they do is help you make something, and then you get to donate it. What a great idea. 
you're not only creating memories with your children, your grandchildren, your nephews and nieces, you are making something, a gift that will give on. You can give chemo caps to Knots for Love. You can give pet baskets for comfort for critters. You got a dog or cat like I do, what a great idea. You can send a baby blanket, knit it up or crochet it up, send it to Project License. Uh, you can make scarves for our wounded warriors at Operation Gratitude. The list goes on and on. The USO of Ohio, you can do things like stocking stuffers there, great projects. There's a superhero cape, you ready for this? For enchanted makeover capes for kids. You're gonna share it with a kid in need. What a great idea. We can go on, pocket scarves, cozy lapkins, nip-nap cocoons. I got to try that one. I don't know what that is. What a great idea. All going to various great charities like Touching Little Lives and Cancer Services of Northeast Indiana or the Handmade Brigade. You know them all. What a great idea. You and your children buy a kit. You make something. You donate the final product after having a great time, a moment of love, a moment of laughter and enjoyment, and you give the gift of love and you pass it on. I love this. Now, I have a special needs son. He's autistic. And I love the Autism Family Community of America. We're so deeply involved in it. And I've learned through my amazing son how to celebrate the little things in lives that I probably would have overlooked. He has opened my eyes to so many little achievements that I would have taken for granted. And one of those things are his ability to work with his hands and to create things. He's, Josh is amazing. He's loving. We made a couple of crafts. We're about to order some more. You know why? Because I want to do something for the USO. I want to do something for the great folks at Operation Gratitude. And so we're going to order some new kits in the next couple of weeks. And over the Labor Day weekend, we're going to put our hands to work, spend some quality time. We're going to make some things like a stocking, like a scarf. And we're going to donate it and give the gift of our love on to others who need it more. God bless them all. Well, if you want to get involved with Annie's Kit Clubs, it is so easy to do so. All you got to do is go to annieskitclub.com. Pick out the opportunity you like, the craft you like, and then you just go ahead and have it mailed to your house. If you use the code JUSTNEWS, you're going to get an incredible discount on your first kit, and you're going to start a, I think, a tradition in your family. You're going to do this often. Once you get started, you're like addicted to it. I am, Josh is. We're doing more. You will too. I love these guys. They're amazing. If you want to spend some quality time with kids, grandkids, nephews, nieces, and you want that time to count even when it's over by creating a gift you can then donate. These are the folks you deal with. Annie's Kids Club, what a great club, what a great group of people. I love them. I love their products. You will too. Check them out and use the code JUSTNEWS at checkout for an incredible discount, gracious discount that they're giving all of our listeners and all of our readers at Just The News. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the week and God bless you. God bless this amazing country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Angie's List is now Angie, A-N-G-I, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project is, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done Well, that's what you want, right? I'm uh, thinking about building out my basement 
in my cabin. I've been perusing Angie, looking for just the right contractor to get it done the way my wife and I want it done. Now, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and right in your neighborhood. That's important, right? You can do comparative shopping. Get started today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. The app and the website are free to use. Angie.com or the Angie app. Go check it out today. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews.